With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Will you hold the line? When every one of them is giving up and giving in, tell me, in this house of mine. Nothing ever comes without a consequence of cost, tell me, will the stars align? Will heaven step in, will it save us from a sin, will it? Cause this house of mine stands strong. That's the price you pay. Leave behind your heart. Absolutely, Michael. I mean, hey, at at the end of Halloween Resurrection, we were all left in shock and awe. And given that there was a board meeting today uh, pertaining to the disciplinary action that will be taken against the Suicide King Ray Ray, with it being at a 50-50 standstill, I mean, all it takes is just one little vote, and it's going to alter the course of ASWF as we know it. So this definitely will be a November to remember. Absolutely. I mean, we saw the news coming out today uh, that the Suicide King, the Board of Directors, ruled that the Suicide King is in the near future. He's not going to be punished for what he did to Mr. 99%. Uh, quick takeaways from that. I, I'm, I'm shocked, uh, completely shocked by that. Um, absolutely. And I mean, you know, the thing is, is, I mean, whatever that decision is going to be, it's, I mean, it's going to be a shocker regardless. And, uh, I mean, as I said, it could change the way ASWF is seen as we know it. I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. Stepping away from the mic, uh, and we got some uh, technical difficulties. So if you're having any problems hearing me, I do appreciate uh, any feedback. 
Uh, feel free to let us know in the comments section here on Facebook. Or you can go on, call in 347-989-1171. We are completely interactive with the show. Uh, Cody, the, the thing is with the suicide team, uh, we saw it Monday. Uh, Mr. 99% said he's trying his best to make sure that everything that can happen is happening as far as what he wanted to do, but it was all for naught, as it appears that they weren't able to come to a decision, and now this is what we have. Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, we're uh, – on behalf of the ASWF fan base, I would actually say we are all anxiously waiting the decision of the board. Well, and I mean, now you do know what to do. Uh, we, we know now that the uh, – we know now that the suicide team will not be punished. And I'm going to step away from the mic real quick, Cody. Go a little bit more in-depth about uh, what we can look forward to going in the future with Ray now that we know he is. He's going to get off unpunished. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I believe – we held a poll over the last week on the ASWF uh, Facebook page. Should the Suicide King be punished? And a vast majority of the fans said, no, he shouldn't be punished. As a matter of fact, we've had some that said, hey, throw Double J in along with it. I mean, these people, <laughs> us fans, seems like we're out for blood, kind of like uh, – um, well, I mean, like everybody was at Halloween Resurrection. I mean, as of right now, we're we're just I, I do not know how to describe it. We are all, I guess, speechless about what's going on. Um, and I mean, with that being absolutely. said, absolutely, Cody, we are speechless about what's going on because you know, honestly, I expected at least a to occur because of this. I expected something to happen to force the suicide team to, uh, you know, take the time away. I expected at least some form of punishment for him or, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I feel like he went a little too far. Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, I mean, we – you had a gentleman you had gentlemen that just kidnapped a guy and I mean it seems as if the suicide king he he's the one being punished for it. And uh I mean we've gotta remember there's also another guy that was involved in that. But would it be safe to say that the suicide king was the ringleader in all of it? Uh, I mean you do. You have to say that Ray was the was the ringleader in all of this. It's absolutely all him. I mean, you saw the videos. Every time I uh, saw Mr. 99% in these in these uh, videos that you saw on Facebook leading up to Halloween Resurrection, it was right. I mean, I consider that ringleader. Uh you know, he's the one that I believe uh, should get the majority of whatever punishment. But like I said, 
it appears as of right now that the suicide team is going to escape with absolutely no punishment. I mean, and he may very well so. I mean, like I said, or like we mentioned earlier, 50-50 board decision. And ladies and gentlemen, we still got two more long, hard days of waiting and going back and forth between the board and company investors even to uh, to decide the, the fate, I guess you would say, of the Suicide King. You're absolutely right, and that's, you know, what we're looking forward to, you know, the suicide team they had till midday today, noon today, we saw the release, and when I, I actually believe that there was going to be a decision made by noon today, but you saw the release, uh, you saw the release that said that the suicide team would not be punished. That I did, Michael, and I mean, um, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, the fans, uh, they don't want to see Ray punished. Some people would go as far as to say they they think Brad Brad, they deserved, or he deserved what was coming to him. And in that case, you know, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, we, I mean, is there any sympathy for Brad in this case. I mean, I cannot I cannot see that there could be any punishment. Uh, it was decided, Pamela. Right now, as of right now, the suicide team cannot be punished. Uh, the board of directors could not come to a decision. The ASWF is not pursuing anything right now as far as the uh, not as far as Ray being punished any further, you know. He's walking away clean and free for what he did. And I hate to say it, but I don't really find that acceptable. Uh, you know, I, I hate to agree with that, Brad. That's the, uh, that's the number one thing I want to say. I hate to agree with that, Brad, but I have to agree with that, Brad. This, the suicide team went way above and way Way crazy uh, in this, and he needs to be punished accordingly. You know, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I it, real quick, Cody Tanya here on Facebook says no sympathy for Brad or Double J. Whatever happens to them ain't good enough. And you know, that's the thing. You know, this didn't happen to the immigrant one. This happened specifically to Mr. 99%. Uh, and he was lit. He's still a human being, is my point. Uh, still a human being with a family, you know. I, I see him walking around the offices, and it's still. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, everybody, we got to keep in mind that even though. Bad Brad often refers to himself as 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 scum and vile, and and uh, such and such. We also have to factor in that yes, at the end of the day, he is human, and he does have a family. And 
in a way, I would almost believe that maybe maybe this endeavor, these these acts uh, that happened, I mean, maybe they humanized Bad Brad a little bit. We don't know. You're absolutely right as far as that goes. We don't know. Uh, you know, in my opinion, uh, nobody should have to go through this. I wouldn't wish what Bad Brad had to go through on my worst enemy. It's absolutely ridiculous what is going on, and I, I, I just – I can't believe what is what has transpired to cause it. Hello, Michael. You there? I'm here. Can you yeah, hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. We were getting a little feedback on your end. Uh, but uh, does that sound better, by, by the way? Uh. Needs a little work. Needs a little work on that. Uh, uh, I've got you on both Facebook Live and and the uh, ASW Aftermath Hotline. I guess you would say, and you're loud and clear on the Facebook, but on the Hotline, a uh, little bit low. But I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, as we've said, we're at a stalemate with the board. Now we just anxiously, or now we patiently wait to uh, to figure out the official decision. Um, until then, we just gotta wait. Right, you know, uh, Amanda over here on Facebook said, "Bad Brad brings this on himself, and it's his mouth." And I think someone needs to shut him and Double J up. That's the thing, you know, that that is a lot of the fans' perspective in all this is the fact that Pat Brad did bring a lot of this upon himself, and it is his fault that this is going on. Absolutely, and I mean, and I mean, that's, a lot of the fans think so. I mean, mean, as professionals, we have to, or well, uh, we've got to remain unbiased, but I mean, even them, you know, uh, as a fan, yeah, he had it coming. He, uh, but I mean, maybe, maybe this experience has humbled him. Uh, You're right, sword. and you know, I apologize. We cannot uh, read Mr. 99%'s full statement over here on the Facebook Live, but it does state the official decision is made. Unfortunately, the Suicide King, due to a stalemate, has been cleared of any, and that's what it says, see more. So I can't uh, pick up on anything else, but, uh, you know, he basically said... He's been... uh, I've got the full thing up here. It says the the official decision has unfortunately... The Suicide King, due to a stalemate, has been cleared of any wrongdoing by the ASWF. I mean, so from the guess, is is he – I guess he's not being punished? I mean, from the way it sounds, it sounds like he's walking off scot-free. 
Absolutely, and that's the way it looks to me as well, is that the Suicide King has managed to get away with one here, and, you know, he ought to be thanking his lucky stars that he hasn't been suspended or uh, released from the company due to his actions against a uh, ASWF board member and Mr. 99%, the co-commissioner. That's the thing, though. Uh, Bad Brad is... He was savagely abused, and I'm not quite sure I agree with what happened, but it's one of those things, you know, we're kind of we're at an impasse on this thing uh, because, you know, uh, he's the, – the board made their decision. Absolutely. Um uh... Sorry, technical difficulties on my end. No, uh, the board has seemed to make their decision. And, I mean, if he gets off scot-free, I mean, at at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it, I mean, what, where do we go from here? I mean, what's next? You're right. That is the question. What is next for the Suicide King, especially considering that the team – was unsuccessful at Halloween Resurrection in winning the penitentiary of pain. And, you know, uh, Tanya Couch states he wasn't abused enough. And then Mr. 99% uh, wrote another message to you specifically, Cody. I'm not sure if you can uh, pull that up for us. But uh, then Amanda comments, says, shut up, Brad. Nobody cares what you have to say. That's really the fans' perspective in this, is that nobody cares what happens to Bad Brad. He has abused and neglected the fans for so long that really they don't care what happens to him. Well, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, Bad Brad, he referred to as... Uh, to raise Ray Ray's reign as terror tactics, and I mean that being said, is it terror tactics that he's going to continue doing, or is it terror tactics for anybody else? I mean, is he he refers to him as uh, as terror tactics, as I said. So are they going to continue? That's that is the major question. I mean, is have we seen the end of this war between Bad Brad and the Suicide King? If I know Brad, Brad's not one to uh, let a not one to let a grudge go easily. And this, you know, it'll be interesting to see. We'll put it that way. It'll be interesting to see what happens first. You know, uh, but. You just made a good point, you know, uh, this crowd, these fans are completely, you know, blinded by the fact, by their dislike for Bad Brad, and I have to say, you know, once again, I'm not on this side, but you kind of, there, there's a human element to this, in my opinion, and it's just, it's scary, you know. Amanda says ASWF would be better without Bad Brad and Double J, and you know 
very interesting. You know, we have uh, seen little of the infamous one recently, and we're going to get to him later on in the show. But, Cody, another decision placed before the board Monday morning. The former ASWF champion, Mark Wolf, officially filed a grievance and placed it in front of the board. And you can go read that on the ASWF Facebook page. But basically, excerpts said that um, Mark, that the official made a judgment call, and Mark did not lose the contest by being pinned, submitted, or Steve O escaped in the cage. And they demanded that the title be. Uh, hand it back to their client in no uncertain terms. And, you know, uh, the ASWF board has not moved on this yet. We're going to keep you updated as much as possible on this situation. But, Cody, what do you think about this uh, most recent development in the ASWF title picture? Well, I mean, he, you know, they brought up a good point. Uh, you know, the cage match could be won by – Pence, mission, and I believe even escape in the cage. But I mean, when they said submission, a lot of people interpret submission as as tapping out. In this case, Mark Wolf didn't tap out; he passed out, and the ref had to make a judgment call, a very a very good judgment call because if a competitor is unable to com- to compete or continue the match. You know, the decision is final. I mean, you know, you've seen it time and time again in, in WWE. You've seen it in, uh, I mean, uh, one of the most recent memories. I mean, uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn from a couple years ago. I mean, Kevin Owens continued to powerbomb Sami Zayn until he could no longer continue. And the ref using the, his judgment called then is similar to the judgment call the ref made the other night. However, uh, filing a grievance, it's an, it, I mean, the thing is, it's 50-50 whether or not they're going to just hand him his title back. However, I do believe that uh, using some of the little insider information that I get from when I tour the office and, and – uh, and uh, bring aboard some of what I've got to throw out uh, to the board members. I do believe that most wrestlers have a rematch clause in their contract anyway, if I'm not correct. So it would have almost – I mean, here's the deal. That's – if I'm thinking correctly, the rematch is almost guaranteed. However, the grievance, it's going to be either 50-50, whether or not it works in his favor or not. So, I mean, Cody, how do you feel about this? Uh, I mean, I I would say that Mark has a case, but at the same time, I look at it like an MMA fight. And I do want to recognize Pamela. Pamela said, crybaby Mark Wolf cheated to get the belt in the first place. Obviously, she's referring to cashing in on Lee Michaels at the end of the anniversary show to uh, begin this dominant reign as ASWF champion that he started on. And that's the thing, you know, but I go back to MMA. Uh, In MMA, if you're unable to intelligently defend yourself, you lose the the fight in this case. Well, I mean, you're in a cage. You're literally asleep. Uh, He was put to sleep, according to the senior official, 
that was assigned the ASWF championship match. So, I mean, judgment call or not, you got to say, I believe that the title is going to stay with Steve-O, and that's the call right now. Uh, there is no hold in place. The title hasn't been held up or anything. The champion is still Steve-O. So, with that being said, do you see a potential path for Mark Wolf to get the title back through this uh, by these means? Me, personally, I I really don't think so. Uh, ASWF it has some of the best staff, faculty, and rosters here in the Mid-South, especially in the state of Arkansas. Uh, and I believe that ASWF officials, they, I, you know, I think they may agree with, with the senior official's judgment call. Now, that's me bringing in a personal opinion. Now, what the board decides is, you know, that's on the board. Um, and, I mean, you know, Pamela, you mentioned earlier about, about uh, how Mark cheated to get the belt. In all fairness, and this is not me, this is not a knock, this is, I mean, you got to factor in that that golden ticket briefcase that guarantees a title match at any time during before or after any match uh the cha- the holder of that can challenge the champion of his choosing i mean even right now i mean even if he wanted to at the end of that cage match el ray he could have cashed in and won that title because right now he is the golden ticket holder, and I mean we could have seen that. And uh, Brad said, "Let's trust the tr- pro Trump board." That sounds wonderful. I'm not quite sure what he was uh, referencing there, but uh, the thing is, you know, and Brad, obviously, Mister Ninety Nine Percent, listening. Uh, I, I'd like to hear you chime in in the comments section on where you stand with the Mark Wolf situation. I know you guys have been going back and forth, and I believe a decision is either to be made tomorrow or Saturday leading into the event at the Valiant Arena. But uh, I'd love to know where you guys stand. One thing I've got to ask, though, uh, Cody, and I know you're not – I know you're not legally inclined, but the thing I've got to ask is – is there any legal uh, repercussions that could come should the ASWF not return the title to uh, Mark? Um, well, I mean, the grievance, I mean, is being brought upon the board. And, I mean, if the board was 50-50 on the Suicide King's punishment, who's to say it's not that same way with that grievance? I mean, as I said, you know, uh, earlier, it almost would have been easier to ask for a rematch and it get granted to him uh, because, you know, it's in, usually in contract, I believe, that uh, that you get your rematch clause once you lose a championship. Uh, so I don't think there could be any legal repercussions if they say no. 
because I mean the grievance is almost it's it's like filing a complaint which in some cases is like filing a request to to bring something a matter to someone's attention and they'll either approve or deny their request. And I mean if they deny it I don't think there's any legal repercussions unless he's got some loophole somewhere uh, or unless he's found a loophole somewhere. Uh, Me personally, I don't know what the writing on his contract says, uh, nor was I in the room when contract negotiations were made. Well, and while you were speaking there, Cody, uh, Mr. 99% did comment. He said, I'll comment more later, but he said right now it's three to one at this time. He didn't give an indication of whether it was for Mr. Wolf or for Steve-O, uh, but he did say it's 3-1 to one at this time, so I'm sure a uh, decision should be forthcoming within the next uh, little bit of time here. But, I, I mean, I think you're right. I think the smarter decision would, have, would be for uh, Mark to possibly exercise, and I haven't seen Mark's contract but possibly exercise a uh, rematch clause. I'm not sure if he has one. Like I said, I haven't seen his contract. But speaking of contracts, one thing I do also want to get to you before we wrap up, you know, talking about the board of directors, another big thing that came out this week, um, the infamous one, and infamous Inc. filed the contract for their new client. And I got a piece of that contract Obviously, with the name of the uh, athlete redacted, uh, the infamous one wanting to keep this of the utmost uh, utmost confidentiality. But, uh, you know, looking at it, whoever signed this contract, I would say I will go as far as to say that they can expect gold in their future in the ASWF. I mean, as much as I hate to say it, look at the infamous one's track record. You look at guys like Seth Saber. You look at guys like Boss, Full Throttle, former tag team champion. I mean, look at the names and ASWF champions alone that the infamous one has uh, had in his possession. I mean, once again, Seth Saber. You look at a guy like uh, Gaston Stallion. Uh, you look at a guy like Mark Wolf. Mark Wolf was in the was in the infamous one's. Uh, stable so to speak for quite a while uh you know the sky's the limit for whoever signed this contract and you almost want to say it's kind of like winning the lottery absolutely i mean it has been said and i mean you know i don't know what these contracts look like but the infamous one it seems like whoever he's been contracted with has won gold Case in point, let's look at the most recent one. The uh, the greatest gym known to man, Max Stone, won the tag team titles while he was contracted under uh, Double J and the rest of Infamous Inc. I mean, as you said, it in a way, you could almost compare it to like being like having the golden ticket in your grasp without having an actual golden ticket. You know, and I kind of almost alluded to it. I kind of almost said it. It's going to be, you know, the infamous one has the Midas touch. 
whether it be a uh, you know a single star or you know I didn't even dawn on me till just now this could be a tag team. I mean, look at it. The uh, tag team champion right now, Max Stone, is looking you know rather vulnerable as a champion. You know he's looking dominant in the aspect of he's able to go out there and do what he does, but you know. He's still got to mesh with the new tag team partner. Uh, you know, he did well with Tyler Knight, and we're not sure if that's going to continue on. But, you know, the infamous one could be looking towards maybe going after the tag team titles. You just don't know. And that's the thing about the infamous one. He's so cerebral. And you never know where he's going to strike until he strikes. But that's by that point, it's too late. And, you know, the poison's pumping through your system, and you can't prevent anything he's doing. And want to say hello to our fan, Fred. Uh, thank you for watching ASWF Aftermath November to remember over there on Facebook Live. But the thing is, with this whole situation, the guy is a genius. And I hate, but you've got to give the guy props. His track record speaks for itself. And like I said, somebody just won the lottery. In your words, absolutely, Michael. I mean, you got to think. You 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 couldn't. It's like you like you said. It's almost like you won the lottery. Now the thing is, I mean, there's been so much gold uh, throughout Infamous Inc. You couldn't even call them a corporation or or a management agency. In a way, they're, I mean, they are wrestling's equivalent of a dynasty, if you will. They're the New England Patriots. And let's be honest, the infamous one is Bill Belichick. As as much as that's going to make a lot of people angry, what better comparison? Uh, absolutely, he's he's led a lot of teams to victory, and I mean, uh, or not teams per se. I guess you would say if you were if you were associated with Infamous Inc., then you are part of that team. Uh, but I mean, he's led. There's been a lot of gold in that corporation go through it, so I mean. As you said, that's that's like having the winning lottery ticket. That's like having the Powerball right there. Well, uh, Mr. 99% actually just commented he's seen the non-redacted uh, contract. So uh, it, it does, we do have that see more situation that I can't uh, function with over there on Facebook Live while I'm live. But uh, if you could please read that full comment for us, Cody, when you get the chance. But... I mean, he says that someone didn't win the lottery. I've seen the contract. It's more like two lotteries met up and joined. Uh, I mean, that's big. That's big time. I mean, we know the infamous one is known to knock it out of the park with his clients. He could have done it again. I, I mean, the infamous one has been known to not only breed champions, but also, he's grabbed guys who were just right there, just so close. 
and take them to another level, this could be another one of them situations, as it appears that's what Mr. 99% is alluding to, is the fact that uh, is the fact that the infamous one could have one of them what you call home run hires into infamous Inc. Cody? Are you there? Sorry. And yeah, the mean, thing is, in in this industry, the sky's the limit. I mean, you know, and I mean, um, you know, we look at all the gold that's been throughout there, and that I mean, whoever it was, they got to consider themselves lucky. I mean, you know, and if they if they win the championship. I mean, it just it just proves everything that we have said right. Absolutely. You know, Steve-O and everybody is almost put on notice as well. Like when El Ray won the golden ticket, everybody's put on notice. The infamous one has a new client, and he doesn't waste time. He makes a goal, he sets it, and then he achieves it. And, you know, it's usually within short order. So it'll be interesting to see, number one, who this – person or people or lady or whatever is and then moving forward what the infamous one's goal is um i mean you never know i mean the thing is is the the thing about it is a lot of people they're either going to make their goals known or they're going to keep their goals quiet and i mean when you keep your goals quiet that is that's when you hit them with an announcement that's least expected. And I mean, that I believe is what infamous Inc is alluding to. Yes. They have made their announcements that they've made some big signings, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's only, that's only hints. He's not going to tell us the, the one thing the infamous one is good for is having us fans grasping at straws until we know. Uh, or until he wants us to know uh, what it is he's alluding to. You're right. The infamous one doesn't want you to know, and that's the genius thing about him. Like I said, very cerebral. He thinks everything through. He he doesn't waste any motion, so to speak. The guy, the guy, you won't know what hits you. Like I said, until the venom is pumping through your veins, and at that point, it is too late. Look back. Think about, think about Mark Wolf. Think about when Mark Wolf won the ASWF championship. Lee Michaels had no idea. And once the uh, infamous one's plan became clear, it was too late for Lee to do anything about it. And Mark Wolf became the ASWF champion. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. 99% is going to uh, grace us with his appearance, appearance excuse me, uh, fresh off probably what was a disappointing day after the ASWF board of directors unable to come to a decision on the suicide King's fate. So that means that it appears there will be no punishment. And here he comes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. 99%. Are you ready? Hey, I'm always ready. And, uh, I wouldn't say that it was really disappointing. I mean, obviously we would want it to turn the way it, uh, kind of go the polar opposite of the way it did, but, you know, it is what it is. I didn't expect uh, the board of directors, honestly, at least two of the uh, 
baseball, I mean, obviously taking myself out of the equation, two of the remaining three, I, I pretty much had pinned on, uh, obviously, the different vote. But uh, I was unsure about the, the, the fourth member. Um, me and him don't see eye to eye at all. Uh, but the fact that, that he actually voted in, in favor of bringing up some punishment was, was a shock. Um, you know, like we talked about in the, in the, the deal the other day, but, uh, at the end of the day, there was no sway in, uh, Joey or Ricky. Um, and so like I commented on this before, you know, you talk about the board taking away the titles from, from Steve-O. I mean, we're talking about a, a fan base and a, and a board of directors for the most part that probably voted for Donald Trump. So there's bigotry and racism just running rampant through that area. And, and, I, and I don't understand, you know, I don't expect anybody to, to understand anything, uh, having the conscience as they do. So, uh, am I disappointed? You can't be disappointed when you already expect something. So we'll move on. And, uh, like they say, we'll, you know, lacing up our boots and, and we'll go at it from another angle. Um, you know, yeah, I told you the other day that there was a possibility, but, uh, you know, I, I'm don't know if that's going to happen either. So at this point in time, we'll just have to deal with the suicide King on Saturdays inside the Valley arena. Well, Brad, um, on behalf of the fans, I would like to ask, what are your plans from here on out? Or do you, are you planning on uh, remaining professional in this situation, or do you plan on making the lives of the three men that oppose you uh, a living hell inside ASWF? <laughs> do I plan on remaining professional? Uh, you see, there, there it is, Kelly, right there. Do I plan on remaining professional? Why? Because you and the fan base think that that what the Suicide King does, did was professional, that uh, Cataclysm interfering in Deadly Dale's match against the Suicide King, was that professional? Uh, bringing out an innocent victim and turning him into what they want him to be in DMOC, is that professional? So let me tell you something. First of all, I'm not going to explain anything to you or any of the fans, Amanda Duran, uh, Pamela Roach, uh, Tanya Couch, all of you. I'm not. Exp- I don't have to explain myself. And the fact of the matter is, is that I-, I see in here the AS the ASWF would be better without me. Are you kidding me? Since I've been named commissioner or co-commissioner, the talent level has risen, the matches have risen, the crowds have risen, and you're telling me I don't belong in the ASWF. That's fine. Whatever. You're going to have to deal with it. Because I don't plan on going anywhere. See, I went through two weeks of soul-searching as I now see it. And you know what? That, which doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. You see, I think there's a parallel line between me and the Suicide King, and that is you got to kill me before you beat me. And the fact is, is that he didn't take his opportunity to kill me, so therefore can he beat me? Think about that. Think about that while you ask me about professionalism. Well, Brad, I mean, that's the thing. You know, the fans, uh, they do. They seem very bloodthirsty 
in the fact that they don't think there should be any punishment. They think you kind of got what you deserve. And I want you to speak to that. I want you to speak to the fans as far as this goes. And, you know, uh, who are, you know, very thrilled with what happened to you. I mean, I understand that. I, I understand you did a lot of things that can be perceived in a negative light, but personally, they were. I can't condone what the uh, Suicide King did. It's very appalling oh, to me. They, oh, yes. They were very negative. There was a lot of hate-filled intention. And, you know, I'm not going to elaborate on the things that occurred over the last two weeks because some of them I just can't remember. But I'm going to tell you that, you know, maybe, just maybe – if you take and you look at these fan base, you want me to address the fan base, I can tell you this. That I would rather go through two weeks of the intense, savage abuse that I suffered at the hands of the Suicide King than I would live a single moment under the same roof with any of these fans. The difference is, is that, you know, <laughs> the problem that I'm seeing, and again, everything's kind of foggy, and you bring these memories back, and that's fine. I want to remember, because those that don't remember the past are doomed to repeat it. But the difference is, <clears throat> he had his opportunity to take me out. He had every opportunity to eradicate the problem in the ASWF, as I'm, as I'm called. Well, Brad, you kind of touched on something a moment ago that I want to uh, that I want to allow uh, Cody to uh, ask a question about. The thing is, you know, it's in relation to D Mike, Cody. Well, I mean, did did you expect the Suicide King and Cataclysm? Did you expect how far they would go in the cage? To the fact that plays to the fact of how much it influenced D Mike. I mean, it wasn't until they grabbed the weapons down that D Mike something just triggered. It was like that cert that sudden bloodthirst. And w- once D Mike grabbed one of those weapons, he he went to town. Um, I mean, fighting like hell with those weapons to make it out. And I mean, he hit everything with a pulse. <sighs> Uh, absolutely, and I mean, uh, you know, did did you expect them to go that far, or were you expecting them to go further? Did you expect any more, any less? Oh, <laughs> did I expect? Cataclysm and the Suicide King to go as far as to recruit an innocent bystander into their world of debauchery. (laughs) Did I expect it? (sighs) Yeah, absolutely I did. But you know what? I don't think that D-Mike honestly was led by the actions of the Suicide King and Cataclysm. Because what happens, and, and, and this is a credit to D-Mike as an individual, as an athlete, as a man, what happens when you take 
and you put a rat against the wall and the walls start closing in, he's going to do anything and everything in his power to get out of that. And that's like D-Mike. You put D-Mike in the cell and you've got three competitors trying to absolutely slaughter anything and everything in front of them that's not on their team like Shane, Dale, and Josh Cross did. It shows the character of D-Mike. It shows the fight and the willingness. And it shows me that maybe I underestimated D-Mike a little bit. Maybe I thought D-Mike would crumble under such an intense environment that, let's face it, five out of those six guys were used to, but one. So did I expect the Suicide King and, and, and Cataclysm to do that? Absolutely. Because... First of all, you got a guy that posts all the time and he says all the time in some psychotic voice, I'll show you the way, you know. Um, and then you got a guy that's killed me before you beat me. So what kind of stupid question was that? Do you honestly think, go back and I'll ask both of you this. I'll ask both of you this and, and then I want to stay on the line and I will add my comments, but let's talk about the other car, rest of the card that night because it was all spectacular because I put it together. But the thing about it is, is let's go back though, and, and, and think. You know what? I'm done. I, I'm I'm done with this. Move on. Brad, uh, that's the thing that I do want to do. I want to talk to you a little bit about what you uh, referenced in the uh, comment section of the live video. Uh, what is the what are your thoughts? Obviously, I have a redacted version, but you even mentioned, you know, you felt like it's two lottery winners coming together. What are your thoughts on the infamous one and his new client? Well, I mean, let's face it. Uh, even though I'm only associated with Infamous Inc. on a business level with our actions down here in central Arkansas, I've had the honors of working alongside uh, Double J the infamous one, um, with the infamous connection. And even though a lot of that was the brainchild of myself, you know, he still was the catalyst that helped spur this whole movement. And <clears throat> you talk about uh, this, this client of his. I don't know if we're going to see it revealed November the 3rd. I don't know if we're going to see it on the 17th. It could be December 1st, or it could even be the show on the 15th of December. But I'm telling you right now, this is going to absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, be something that's just going to be that, that OMG moment, not to steal anything from a particular group, but it's going to be that OMG movement that you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe this. And and I'm looking forward to it because I think with the potential that, that, that the infamous one creates and just the pure raw athleticism that his newly found clients have brought to the table it's going to be phenomenal let me tell you that right now well I said you know earlier that I feel like it's a uh, the, the infamous one has the Midas touch and I feel like the infamous one you know he's so cerebral that he, you know, he knows what he's doing so much so to the fact that 
you don't know what he's doing until he's struck and the venom's pumping through your veins, then it's at that point it's too late to do anything about it. Uh, real quick, before we uh, talk about the uh, Evolution Championship with you, talk to me about that. You know, uh, Talk to me about the intelligence and the cunning of the infamous one. Well, like I said, we've got a whole card to talk about tonight. So I'm going to say this, and I want you to move on. Or, or, In fact, I've actually heard what you said for the last two weeks. So I ought to bring up a board vote to get rid of you. But the intelligence, the charisma, everything there is in play, and the sky's the limit. Bottom line, the infamous one has blazed his own path in this business for all, going on 12 years. And as much as we may have had our riff in the past, you still have to respect someone like that. And you have to watch your back at all times, and you can't ever let your guard down. So, anyway, we're going on to the Evolution Championship, and I feel like there was there was some questionable decision making in that match as well. But my hats off, yeah, I said it. My hats off to Ace Morta for <coughs> retaining and keeping control. Of the I'm kind of confused what. I'm kind of confused where the questionable decision-making is. I mean, you can say the main event, Curtis Don had some questionable decision-making when he tried to uh, low-blow Ace Amorta, and obviously that had no effect. But, I mean, I, are you questioning the officiating? What are you questioning? I'm just saying that sometimes in the heat of the moment, you make questionable decisions. And, and I think that it speaks volumes to Curtis Don, the main event, they don't call him the main event for nothing. I think it, it speaks volumes to to just how close he is to capturing gold in this company. Um, you know, now he's going to be ready uh, the next time around, and, and he understands, you know. And, and I think it also speaks – the reason – and I'm not downplaying Curtis Don here. I think Cody, if – you know, he's a fan, so I get it he's slow, but – uh, you know, um, I think that if you really examine this, the simple fact of the matter is, is that it speaks to how solid and strong and dominant that Ace Morta can be inside the ring as well. That maybe for a minute, just maybe, you know, as far as biological assessments go, Curtis Don felt the power. And thought, oh, maybe a low blow would work. But as we know, you know, Ace being a female is one tough individual for sure. And I think that just like, you know, has been done over the course of history with, with past competitions is should he get another shot at that, I believe honestly that he won't make that same mistake and we'll be crowning a new evolution champion. Well, that certainly could be something to watch for. I, I mentioned, you know, at the end of the casket match that this isn't the end for Curtis Don. Curtis Don's not going anywhere. Thoroughly impressed me, and I, uh, it sounds like he impressed you as well, uh, Mr. 99%. Uh, Cody, uh, what's your takeaways from the uh, casket match? And moving forward for Curtis Don, I mean, you know, Brad used a cliche a moment ago, the sky's the limit. Appears like it may be what it is for Curtis Dawn as he took Asa Morta literally to her limit. 
Well, I mean, think of it this way. To to win a casket match is to pretty much almost bury your opponent. Um, you know, shut the lid, put them in their final resting place, if you will, for that match. Uh, do I think the feud is over? I'll, only time will tell. I mean, a lot of, you know, they're talking about questionable decisions and low blows. I mean, in these types of matches, it is do whatever it takes to get your opponent in that casket and to keep them from uh, or and to prevent them from keeping you from shutting the lid on the casket. Uh do I think Curtis Dawn's going to rise up out of this? Probably, and I mean if he doesn't, I mean he can look back and reflect on it, but I mean hindsight is always 2020. So I do believe that there is going to be him rising up out of it for sure. But Brad, uh, I mean, uh, you obviously spoke glowingly of the main event, the challenger for the title. Let's talk about the champion here, Asa Morta. You've got to be thoroughly impressed. I mean, she came in there obviously nursing a knee injury from the previous show, and Curtis Dawn came in and went right after that knee, and she survived and she still managed to throw him in that casket. Once again, continuing what has to be the most dominant reign in the ASWF Evolution Division's history. I mean, who's going to knock Asa Morta off the top of the mountain in that Evolution Division? It's hard to find anybody left. Uh, Well, here's the deal. Go ahead uh, there, Mr. Carnahan, and tell me exactly who all Asa Morta has beaten not only to retain her title but maybe to gain her title. Just just break those names off real quick. Well, I mean, you, you got the Suicide King Ray, obviously the main event Curtis Dawn. Uh, you also have, I believe, Insane Shane was in one of those matches. I believe it was the triple threat between herself, uh, the Suicide King, and Insane Shane at one point. So, I mean, some of the top-level competitors inside of the ASWF. I mean, we've even seen her put up a hell of a fight against our now, uh, now our world heavyweight champion, Steve-O. I mean, Ace has shown that, I mean, when it comes to it, she is against the grain, pure and, and tough. And, I mean, you, you know, even for Ace Amorta, I mean... Now that, uh, you know, we mentioned Steve-O a while ago, uh, you know, she's beaten guys like Excalibur. I mean, top-level contenders, former champions, past champions, if she hasn't beaten them, she's faced them and has put up a heck of a fight. And, I mean, to make it more interesting, I mean... Who knows? Could we could we possibly see a champion versus champion match, Brad, out of out of Steve O and Asa? Well, uh I don't know. Uh anything's possible inside the ASWF. The thing about it is is that the reason I asked you that question, Excalibur, uh, Insane Shane, Suicide King, Curtis Don, Steve O, 
the list could probably go on and on and on and on and on. The fact that I even have to sit here and answer the question, what do I like about Asa Morta is absolutely insane. The only thing that I don't like about Asa Morta is she uh, likes to be with the fans and she's part of the Mani. If it wasn't for those two downgrading factors, she would be absolutely 100% amazing. But right now she's 80% because of those two factors. The simple fact is you've got a big guy in Curtis Dawn. And I'll be honest, you know, if there was a way to get Asa Morta away from the Manai and into Team 99% somehow, I would jump on it in a heartbeat. She delivered a, I mean, a clothesline that literally broke Curtis Donnie's hand. I mean, flipped him pretty much upside down, inside out, all around. And you don't think that that should be respected. Hey, I've got respect for it. Uh, the immense respect. You know, I wouldn't want any part of that. Uh, you know, if I met Asa Morta in a, the back of a dark alley, unless I've got some guys with me, I'm turning around and going the other way. And, and like I said, she is absolutely just phenomenal. I mean, you never Ruthless, know that, Amanda. Some would say. Well, Brad, uh, Amanda, I, I don't know if he would never go to my team. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't see Asa Morta ever leaving the Manai. She is the mistress of mayhem. That is her home is the Manai. So I don't believe that that dream will come true for you, Mr. 99%. But I don't mean to break in. We actually are at halftime, so it's time to go to a commercial break and pay a few bills around here. But, uh, when we come back, hopefully, Mr. 99%, will you uh, stay through the break with us? I'll be here. Okay, well, when we come back, we're going to keep going down the card. We're going to talk about the greatest gym known to man, Max Stone. I know you were thoroughly impressed with his uh, victory at Halloween Resurrection, and uh, you think that the sky's the limit, so to speak, for him as well. And then the golden ticket winner, uh, Mr. Elray, the Aztec warrior, obviously putting everybody on notice that he is coming. And, of course, you can't forget the unhinged Will Cage, a dominant and just pure physicality in his victory in the House of Horrors match. We'll be right back with more ASWF Aftermath on Talk Radio 49 and Facebook Live. deals for your vaping needs and accessories, then check out the guys at Sub-Ohm Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Sub-Ohm Vapors located at 60. 
Back, ladies and gentlemen, with the uh, second hour of ASWF Aftermath, November to remember. And that's exactly what this is going to be. The ASWF hopes to uh, hopes to make this a November to remember uh, for all the fans out there. Mr. 99% obviously joining me here tonight, as well as Cody. Uh, gentlemen, big Big November in store for the ASWF coming up. But one thing I also want to mention before we get right back into what's going on is the ASWF Training Academy. Uh, Mr. 99%, would uh, you like to enlighten the fans and everybody at home listening on the ASWF Training Academy? Absolutely. You can come on down every Saturday that we run a show. You can talk to Sarah Rowland. You can hit up Ricky Rowland, or you can ask Earl at the front door. They will point you in the right direction. But it's a great place to start if you've ever wanted to be a manager, uh, an announcer. We need announcers. And, uh, you know, a wrestler. Um, it's very, very affordable. Um, I don't know the particulars on that at this time. I know that we've made some changes and maybe running some specials. I'm not sure. But come down. Um, you, you train with, with guys that have combined 22, 23, 24, 25 years experience, Hall of Famers. Uh, you're going to learn the psychology. You're going to learn just about anything and everything it takes to become one of the best in this business. I can guarantee you that. So, uh, again, get on there. Uh, message the uh, ASWF page. Uh, they're very good at responding. Um, they actually like to talk to fans and, and other things. But, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, the ASWF Training Academy, your dream starts here, and it starts now, and it's just up to you when you want to push the start button. Well, Mr. 99%, uh, it, looks, it appears that you have a uh, fan trying to address you there in the comment section. Uh, not too fondly, might I say, like uh, most people in the ASWF, not looking too fondly upon you, but... Uh, you know, we mentioned everything going on with the uh, ASWF Championship. We mentioned everything going on with the uh, Evolution Championship. Now let's talk about the Tag Team Championship. Let's talk about Asa, or excuse me, talk about the greatest gym known to man, Max Stone, and 
for one night only, it appears, Tyler Knight, as they took on the Vincents at Halloween Resurrection. Very impressive. Very, very impressive for the Vincent brothers. They took the tag team champion or champion, I'm still not sure, quite sure how to address that, to the limit. And, uh, I mean, I believe that they should have walked away with the titles that night. Obviously did not go their way. But you've got to be looking, the future's looking just bright as all get out for the Vincent brothers. Well, did you disrespect, did you just disrespect the greatest gym known to man? Did you really? Not at all. Not even remember his name. You didn't almost remember his name. Is is that what I I apologize. I just said the Evolution Championship, so. You better apologize, because let me tell you something. I understand that you and the fans are used to cubic zirconium, okay? You have no idea what a diamond is. You don't know what a gem is. You're used to cheap, plastic, polished crap. And the fact of the matter is is that the greatest gem known to man, Max Stone, is so good that he can get anyone. He can do anything he wants to in that tag team division and he's still going to remain champion. And that's the bottom line, as said by another organization and a very famous person. And I don't like to steal from it, but I'm just saying. What he's done has been remarkable. The fact that he can pull anyone and everyone out, coexist with them, get the job done, and then walk out of there with those titles, he truly is the element of perfection. And you're right, Absolutely, you've got to give him credit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you gotta think about it this way. He is it's like he's got a he adapts very quickly to whatever situation he's put into. Um, you know. Uh he had to find a partner for Halloween Resurrection. And I mean, he still pulled out the W and I mean even before then single-handedly defended those tag team titles by himself. I mean, this guy, I mean, could we see a, a a singles title in his future along with the tag team titles? Could we see him uh, potentially hold the Evolution Championship or the World Heavyweight Championship? Well, my only hope is that he finds a way to knock Steve-O straight back to American Truck Simulator. Because I am, I'm so sick and tired of seeing him on on this feed. I, negative ninety nine percent sucks. I'm a freaking cheater. I cheat. I've never cheated a day in my life, except on my wife, and that's a different story. But um, no, Max Stone can do whatever he wants to, whenever he wants to. That's what you do when you're the greatest gym known to man. Now, all that being said, as close as the Vincent brothers were, it is a, it's also a credit to them as well. A relatively new tag team. You know, obviously they have to have, you know, they have that bond of being brothers, so they know each other. But it's got to be a little bit different. I've never competed in the ring, but maybe a handful of times. Nothing to say anything credible. But you, there's got to be a level. Uh, inside the ring that that 
that's a little tougher than just being acquainted with someone growing up. And, and that's where I think that the Vincent brothers showed that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the ASWF and in wrestling, period, point blank. I just don't think they're good enough at this time to go against the uh, the guy like the likes of Max Stone. Uh, just look at him. He could be on the cover of any magazine he cho- chose to. You know, he could even be on, you know, the guy would be the cover of WWE 2K19 if he was in the WWE right now. <clears throat> That's how amazing that guy is. And like I said, it just speaks to the talent level of the Vincent brothers that you didn't get it this time. So go back, uh, do some bench presses, get you a six pack like the greatest gym known to man has. And maybe just maybe you'll be able to accomplish something. But right now wasn't your time. Well, and I mean, I mean hey, hey, don't don't discourage Big Brother Michael's always rooting for you. Go, Vincent. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I wanted to point out, you know, you mentioned uh, the greatest you know the band, Max Stone. The, the dude is. He's an athletic, genetic freak of nature. The guy is cut in places I didn't even know you could be cut. But the thing about it is you – you do. You have to be impressed with what the Vincents did. And the question is, how long can Max Stone keep this up? How long can Max Stone continue to find these tag team partners that he's meshing well with? I mean, you alluded to it. You can't you can't fake a brotherhood. You can't fake that type of chemistry that you have with a relative, a blood relative that you've trained and you've lived with your whole life. And Max Stone is going to be getting some of the greatest tag teams ever. I mean, you look at another brother duo, Lethal Injection. They've got to be on the radar for another tag team title match. It's one of those things that, is it Max Stone or is it, going to be the fall of Max Stone. Uh, you know, Max's arrogance could get the best of him in this situation, I guess, is what I'm getting at. Well, I could foresee... Um, I, I, I literally could see a, a long reign as tag team champions for the element of perfection. And in all honesty, who's to say, I mean, he's so great. How about this? Why doesn't he revolutionize the tag team industry and be one of the only guys that can do this for a sustained amount of time, control it by himself? (laughs) I mean, that's just how good he is. And, Again, not taking anything away from the Benson brothers, they were up there, but they just didn't have enough. And I disagree. Uh, I do not believe that Lethal Injection is the best tag team around. Uh, They're in the top five, but to say that they're the best, absolutely not. The best tag team around right now, and it's weird to say, is the man himself, Max Stone. 
I have to agree. I mean, Max Stone does have the hardware to back up the fact that he is. I mean, there's only one championship in the Mid-South that you need to back up that you're the best tag team in the Mid-South, and that is the ASWF Tag Team Championship. And right now, Max Stone holds it. Uh, Brad, I want to get your opinion, as well as you, Cody, on uh, the unhinged Will Cage. I mean, we briefly hit on him Monday night. Uh, we briefly hit on a Monday night talking about where his stock has, you know, skyrocketed ever since defeating Excalibur in the House of Horrors match. I mean, where does where does uh, Will Cage go from here in this matter after finally putting to rest Excalibur? I mean, he could go almost anywhere, Michael, in my opinion. I mean, you know, he even beat up a ref. So I mean he he's got my vote even for the for the world title pitcher, if you will. I mean, it was I mean, we seen chains get used, we seen a belt get used, we seen some kind of baby powder, angel dust, whatever you want to call it, get used. And then of all things, the parents most dreaded fear. Worse than stepping on any any bug. I felt that Legos commentary table. Yeah, I felt that one at the commentary table. Oh, I felt it standing on the outside of the crowd. I mean, security wouldn't let me grab a piece of the Legos to have as a memento. So uh, I was kind of upset there. But, you know, uh, I mean, the unhinged one, I mean, he can only go up from here. So. Brad, I, I gotta ask, what has, has the unhinged Will Cage's name come up in the board meetings this week? Well, I mean, obviously he's part of the Manai, he's part of the Darling Society within the ASWF, so I'm sure it has. I mean, as much as you know, I mean, I've stared this guy in the face um, several times. Um, I've had interaction with him, and it's not a fun thing at all. I mean, there's, you look at him, and you look just straight through, and what you see in the eyes of the unhinged Will Cage is, is something that you don't really ever want to try to see, and you can't put it away. Uh, the only disagreement is, is that you say he could go to the top. I don't think he can go to the top because I believe he's already at the top. You know, I'm, I don't understand where this hatred comes from. I'm one of the most biased individuals when it comes to talent that there is. You know, um, your association's what pisses me off. But the fact of the matter is, is that Will Cage is an athlete. He's psychotic. He's crazy. And he finds a way to win. And getting a win over a guy like Excalibur, with everything involved. I mean, let's be honest. Um, one of the greatest things that I witnessed was when he absolutely smashed that stupid referee out there. You know? Um, me and that guy don't get along. I hate that guy. But, um, and, and when I watched the video, I was like, that is amazing. But, I mean, they're talking about a guy that, that accidentally may have got some powder in his eye. And he still found a way to get through all of that and found a way to win, you know, albeit the Lego the size of a softball. Uh, but that just shows you in the ASWF, you know, it's uh, go big or go home. And 
Um, you know, I'm sorry, Cody, that you didn't get a Lego to go home and play with. I know that's about as simplistic as you get, but uh, it'll be okay. Um, maybe I, I think I've got some in my desk drawer back at the office. I'll give you one. Okay, I'll be so, nice. I'll give you one, and I'll sign it's not the same, you and I'll have him sign it. Okay, okay. I was gonna say it's not the same, but the damage may have been done. Maybe I can auction it off and say that Ray and them tortured you with it. But I mean, a Lego's a Lego, and I'm cool with that. You might make some money in Tuckerman with that one, uh, Cody. But uh, Mister Ninety Nine Percent, I I do want to reference it. You know, you said that you think that. Ex- or you think that Will Cage, excuse me, is at the top right now, then the question begs to be asked. After, you know, his issue, obviously he's got to clear up the issue of the grievance and what's going to happen there. But, uh, I mean, could we possibly, would you be in favor of a Steve-O versus Will Cage match for the ASWF championship? Think it's how you do say that he is in the top, uh, you know, of the division. You think he's at the top? I wish he would. Only because I can't stand Sebo. I cannot stand Sebo. I hate everything he does. I hate everything he says. And I think that, you know, after the performance at Halloween Resurrection, uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the, the Mark Wolf situation, but. You know, if Steve-O somehow finds a way to hold on to the belt um, and they don't let Mark Wolf even have a shot at it, I hope a guy like – I hope I hope beyond hope that that, uh, that he absolutely destroys Steve-O. Well, Brad, I, I do want to ask you, you know – Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I'm I just wanted to ask you – just briefly, uh, a, you weren't on when we discussed it earlier. What are your thoughts on the whole uh, grievance being filed by uh, Mr. Wolf? I know you said it's three to one right now, but uh, without giving up, you know, way too many details of what the decision of the board is, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, and should the board negatively impact Mark Wolf's grievance? Is the ASWF prepared to uh, go through potential legal repercussions? I don't know if any repercussions could come down, honestly. Um, I think that, uh, in all honesty, um, I'll tell you where I stand. I'm, I am of the mindset that, that uh, Mark Wolf was absolutely railroaded out of his championship um the three stipulations that were put in in motion uh by the uh by you actually when you described the stipulations of that match were not met and you're leaving it up to an aswf official an aswf referee you're leaving yeah, it up i mean it's a judgment call players. he was unconscious brad was he unconscious or was he was that part of his ploy to maybe lure Steve O into a sense of false security? See, that's where the judgment calls the judgment calls aren't aren't in don't belong in this business. It has no bearing in this business. If the the way it should have played out then is that after he Steve O made his own judgment that Mark Wolf was unable to continue, 
then maybe, just maybe, he does it the right way, and he pins him, or he gets his ass out of the cage. But yet, he stayed along, and he let a referee make that decision for him, and that's where I call BS, and I'll always call BS. Well, Brad, you know, I have see, this, to, this, I this, have to pose this to you, though. For a minute. I'm talking. I'm telling you right now. It is an absolute travesty, a complete and utter travesty, and this is why guys like the greatest gym known to man and Mark Wolf and all of these other hardworking, athletic individuals get screwed over time in and time out because guys like you and the fans dictate what happens in the ring, and it's complete and utter BS. He had an opportunity. If he was out cold, then he could have got out of the ring and won it by the stipulation provided in that match. Point blank, pure and simple. So, Crad, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose my uh, disagreement in this way. You're a combat sports fan, yes or no? Are we in combat sports or are we in wrestling? Your argument is invalid. Continue, please. How so, though? In combat sports, it's up to a judgment call. In an in MMA fight, sports. it is a judgment call, and if you can't defend yourself, the match is over. The referee clearly thought that Mr. Wolf could not defend himself. Well, the referee, just like every other referee, is a moron, then, because the thing about it is that the stipulations of the match were what again, please? Refresh my memory. Pinfall, submission, or escape. Okay. There was no submission. There was no pinfall, and there was no escape. Now, if he's judged by an official to not be relevant to the match anymore, then that's when Steve-O, if he had a lick of common sense or a brain cell that was functioning, could have gotten up, got out the door, hit the floor, and won the match. But he didn't. The bell rang, and then he exited the match. And then... And only then is that's how it finished, and it's BS. And you know it is BS. I, I, I don't care what you say or anyone else says. The fact of the matter is is that you make this irrelevant argument to mixed martial arts and boxing to wrestling. And the thing about it is the parameters set up in mixed martial arts and combat sports dictate the knockout and the TKO that does not apply to the cage match in hand in ASWF wrestling. Now, maybe if it was a last man standing or something match like that, it would have been relevant. But it was not relevant to this, and I will stand by that till the day that I die. Cody, as a fan, what, how, how do you weigh in on this? <clears throat> well, I mean, I see the two sides to the spectrum. I mean, and, uh, you know, we've seen it in the past where if a competitor is unable to defend himself, it's a, a technical knockout or – or, I mean, even if he didn't submit, he was choked out, and some look at that as a submission. Me, I, I kind of got to be unbiased here, and, I mean, as much as it pains me as a, as a fan to, to agree, I mean, it wasn't a full-on tap out. It was a It was a judgment call in the long run. And so, I mean... They do. He's got a point on on a technicality. I I, I mean, yeah, on a technicality, you're absolutely right. I I, I would um, I would agree that uh, he does have a point. Uh, so, uh, 
Mr. 99%, obviously, once again, we know the board is working on a decision on this. Or can we infer that you are completely in favor of returning the championship to Mark Wolf, or are you more in favor of maybe a rematch? What are you guys, What are you thinking personally would be restitution for the former champion? I think the um, I think honestly that Mark Wolf should. Be, should retain his title, and they invoked the the rule that Steve O never be allowed to challenge for another title uh, as long as Mark Wolf is champion. Um, and just because you know, I, I'm a cheater. I'm called a cheater by Amanda and Tanya and Pamela and Fatty's one, two, and three that also sit in the crowd. I'm a cheater. The guy cheated his way to a title, albeit may have put him to sleep, but I quit never came out of Mark's mouth. Nobody ever walked out. So give me a break to think that, that, that this should be it. It should, it should be Mark's title, and Steve-O should never have another look at it as long as Mark's the champion. Point blank, bottom line, and that's where I'll be till again, the day I die. Well, Mr. 99% and uh, my co-host, Cody, I want to let you guys know that uh, the very successful, uh, infamous one, it's been a very successful week or two since uh, Halloween Resurrection, obviously getting the contract signed. I saw a piece of it, Mr. Uh, 99%. You obviously saw the non-redacted version. But uh, with that being said, the infamous one joining us live here on ASWF Aftermath. Double J, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, we can care less about whatever you just mentioned, but I just got a question. Uh, I was I just tuned in. My fine ears heard this, and I want uh, the commissioners to hear this. I want management to hear this. I want Ricky Rowland to hear this. This is very important to the piece of the puzzle that y'all are sitting here rambling on about, going on about about this this situation with Mark Wolf. So let me get to confirm that I have no association to care less about Mark Wolf. I can care less about Steve-O. But here's what the here's what the thing it just it just a lot came on in my head again. Okay, explain the rules to me, Michael, and I'll shut up. I'll listen to them, and you explain to me. And I got something. I got a question for you. Okay, uh, the only way to win is by pinfall, submission, or escaping the cage. Okay, correct. So we I went back and I watched this footage, and I've also was uh, being an announcer with you. Uh, we watched that. So the referee took judgment. He took dead fault. He took default to this. The referee took it upon himself and and took it upon himself instead of him enforcing the rules that should have been known by three occasions that you just mentioned to me. I think, in my mind, if I was working for an employer and that was the rules I had to follow by and, and I choose to, 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 in my own way, not to follow them rules, there should be repercussion upon this. Am I correct? Mr. 99%. Yes, unfortunately, there should be. But unfortunately, uh, infamous one, as you know and can attest to by this week in the office, you know, you can't get past Joey Britt and, and Rockin' Ricky Rowan and this fourth member guy that I can't stand. Unfortunately, the hands are tied inside the ASWF, and that's why guys like me and you, Double J, have to go out there time in and time out and just – 
completely walk all over everybody. Because people blame me and, and this man here for being complete scum and bad people and they hate us. The fact of the matter is if they only knew what went on behind closed doors in that office with this company, we're saints and they're the sinners. But I totally agree with what he's saying. I, there's nothing I can do. Obviously, if I can't get a man who kidnapped somebody and committed some very unlawful acts of, of against you know, criminal acts, there ain't no way I can get this overturned, apparently. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and try everything that we can because rightfully the title belongs to Mark Wolf. And, and, and just like he asked, he asked you himself the same stipulations of that match, and I believe he feels the same way about it. You know, and, and that's coming from a guy who is a manager who has talent's interest in, ha- in, his, in his hands and in his head and in his heart. So, I mean, if this was his, this guy, he would be just as, as fighting for him as anybody else would. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, with that, we're so with that being said, <clears throat> so I'm sorry to interrupt you. With that being said, because i got a short notice here going on, with that being said, that all hands are tied, everything is there. So we're working for a couple of individuals, and I'm not including you in this because you're for all discipline in your era as, uh, as commissioner in ASWF. So, Michael, getting more depth into this, and I will step back and listen again, is that this referee, that whoever, that I can't remember who it was. Do you remember who it was, Michael, right off the top of your head? I believe it was senior official Sleazy. Okay, see, that right there tells me all I need to know because the senior official, I guess, can choose and come and does what he wants to. And I guarantee it, when I make it there to arena Saturday, that I will personally, and I there's nothing, since nothing's being done around ASW, I will personally make a, a swap by Sleazy's little, little uh, we call it the hallway where he dresses at, and uh, let him know how I personally feel about this, even though I can care less about Mark. It's just that I don't like people taking advantage of other people. You know, that makes does that make sense, Michael, how that happens? He took advantage of that, so he took upon himself to call whatever he needed. I know we need, we need to move on from this. But, you know, he, the referee should be disciplined. He's the one that screwed the, the whole entire matchup. He should really be the one to pay paying the price. He's the one that caused the confusion in Steve-O's head that he thinks that he's the ASWF champion. So all he's been doing for two weeks now is parading around showing his little title around that it's not his title. So he's, he's, he's clouded with that. And you got pissed off Mark. I mean, it's a big thing, you know. And I hate for being in Brad or Joey's shoes, you know. The thing is, Joey and, and, and Ricky, Brad's right. You know, that, that things like that, uh, uh, that that Joey was out there and seen it happen. He was going along with it. So it's corrupted, Michael. They're crooks. They're stealers. And they're with the fans. There's a bunch of, you know, liars and cheaters on their taxes anyway. And they and they lie about food stamps. You know, I, I, you know they need to be taking drug tests anyway down there because, you know, that's the mating call down there. You take a little bottle of pills, and they're, and they're all for it. But anyway, the thing is – i seen it. I'm cutting up. Michael, you know it. The ref is at default for this. He should pay for it. And Steve-O should be a man uh, to put the title back where it belongs. I'm gone. Well, I mean, I think the thing, and obviously Steve-O commenting in the Facebook uh, live uh, chat room over here, I, I think the thing that y'all are forgetting is that the senior official, Sleazy, he acted in the in the interest of the health of the former champion, Mark Wolf, Cody, I, I mean, back me up on this. It, 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 he was acting in Mark Wolf. He, 
he was acting in his in his benefit, honestly, to prevent further harm from Mark. I mean that you know the ref he, he made a judgment call and yeah I mean here's the deal I mean if Mark Wolf you know in a way he was left laying in a sense uh, afterwards I mean the ref he did his job um, which was a pin submission or escape and I mean. At at that time, you've got to we've got to factor in. Yeah, he made a judgment call to to prevent further harm from being made. To uh, and I mean, um, you know, to I don't know. And I mean, I got to agree with his call in some parts, but I've also got to agree that there was no submission there. So, Mister Ninety Nine, I'll ask you this. I'll ask mm-hmm. you this, and 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 I'll agree one hundred percent wholeheartedly with what the infamous one said. But let's let's flip the script here a little bit. Let's put let's put Mark Wolf in the spot of Stevo, and let's not put Stevo in. Well, let's put Stevo in that spot, or let's put the Suicide King in that spot, or Cataclysm, or Will Cage. Or whoever else is a darling of that company, is this a, even talked about as much as it is now, or is it the fact that Cody and you, Michael, and the rest of these idiotic fans are on the point of saying that he cheated to retain the title to begin with, so whatever comes his way comes his way? And I think that if the script is flipped upside down and reversed. We're talking about how the official made a bad decision. He should have never involved himself in a match. He's the senior official, just like the infamous one pointed out. So that means he's in the back pocket of of Joey Britt and Rockin' Ricky Rowland. And I guarantee you from Jump Street, had this role been reversed, you guys would have been talking about, if it had been Mark Wolf and Steve-O and the flips upside down, it would have been well, the situation where Mark Wolf cheated again. The referee stopped the match because Mark Wolf cheated. Blah, 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 blah. Don't sell me on your crap. Flush it down the toilet and move on with the fact that he got screwed over. Well, Mr. 99%, I I mean, we can pose it right here. Steve-O, obviously, in the chat room. Uh, Steve-O, if you're still listening or watching over here on Facebook Live, would you accept the referee's uh, call? Should the roles have been reversed, would you accept defeat in this case, or would you be filing a grievance uh, should you have lost the match at Halloween Resurrection in the same manner? And while we wait for him to uh, respond in the comments, Mr. 99%, there's another piece of information. And Looky here, just like that, the uh, former champion now taking a look here on ASWF Aftermath. Obviously, he awaiting you guys' decision uh, about the uh, about the gr- personal grievance he filed, uh, stating that he was, as you call it, Mr. Hicks, uh, screwed out of the championship. But while we're so, waiting for Steve... Mm-hmm. While we're waiting on Steve, I would have put his little stuff in gear and do whatever he's got to do. Ten four, good buddy. 
the fact of the matter is, like I said before, and, and, and I'll say it again, the simple fact remains is that the stipulations of the match were not met, and it was a judgment call on the senior official at ASWF. And if I have to be subpoenaed into any kind of appearance whatsoever, I will have Mark Wolf's back 100% because I'm all about fairness and equality and protecting the rights of the 99%, not the 1%, the elitist, like apparently Steve-O's joined in with Joey and Ricky and all of the clique up there at the ASWF. He was never said I quit, and at that point, like I said before, he could have got up, walked away, and got out of the cage and won the match like he was supposed to, but he probably had this plan the entire time, kind of like a certain screw job, if you ask me. And I'm I'm done with this situation. I don't want to comment on it anymore. But I can definitely see a screw job coming. Maybe it's called the Tuckerman screw job this time. Well, Mister Ninety Nine Percent. Moving on, we do uh, want to hit on and congratulate the new Mister Golden Ticket, the Aztec Warrior El Ray, became the newest person in a line of you know the. the the likes of Mark Wolf, the likes of Hypnotic, you know, uh, Mike Anthony, uh, Sexy Rex, the line of big names that have held the golden ticket just extend. Uh, he said, and Steve-O just answered, and I believe it's a little bit longer, so Cody, you may have to give us the full thing, but he said, I'm a man. I would have bowed my head and took the L and moved on to the next chapter in the ASWF. Now, Cody, you can probably finish out that comment for us uh, by clicking see more in the comments section for us. But, uh, Mr. 99%, there you have it. I mean, from the champ's mouth himself, he says he would have accepted it. Well, you know uh, what? And I, I will. He'll say what he wants to say. Um, I'm going to read uh, verbatim. His words, not mine, so Bad Brad, please don't commission to have me fired or removed from this podcast whatsoever. It says, I'm a man, and I would have bowed my head and took the L and moved on to the next chapter in ASWF. Of course, but Brad and his propaganda, we all know he's always going to cry. Yeah, something tells me that you had way too much fun reading that. Um, but that's fine. It is. I'm, I'm surprised the fact that you read more than two words, being a fan of the ASWF and all. But anyways, the the, the point is, is that he's got the title belt, and he's going to say whatever he wants to say to make himself more appeasing and look so much, oh, he's such a man, he's a noble guy. Who cares? Now, Moving on, you forgot to play that the next segment, the Battle Royal segment, is sponsored by Taco Bell. Remember that. Well, while we're well, talking about the uh, 99%, as you call them, Bad Brad, that you represent, wouldn't that be El Rey? I mean, you, the way you commend the 99%, you say they're guys who have been looked over, guys who haven't gotten the opportunity – doesn't El Ray fit that to a T? No, T is in Taco Bell, maybe. Cody, oh, what did you think? I'm, I mean, very impressive. Very congratulations, hey, guys. Hey, 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 
hey, his victory, I mean, it surprised us all. He was kind of he was kind of a wild card in the match. He was in a way, he would think of it this way. He's kind of like the the uh Chicago Bears, so to speak, of the business. No one no one expects him to win, but when when they do win, it's a feel good moment and I mean, right now what him that thing he has in his hand that's almost as good if not better than a championship belt in my opinion i mean that thing can be cashed in at any time all we know is hey if there's a referee present it may be like the old school hardcore title when champions asleep cash it in with the referee if the referee's there to make the official decision I mean, and I it'll mean, be interesting was, to see. It'll be interesting to see what title he goes after as well, uh, Cody. You know, he you I'm, mentioned at uh, he could he could uh, as long as the ref there, you're right. He can cash it in at any moment. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, he is right now. He's pretty much got something that's better than actually winning a a title shot, and that is a guaranteed title shot. So, I mean, and the deal is, is it is any title he wants, uh, so to speak. So, I mean, if he wants to, if he wants to uh, cash it in on the Mistress of Mayhem, he can. If he wants to cash it in on our new ASWF world champion Steve-O, he can or if he wants to cash it in on the greatest gym known to man something I probably wouldn't recommend I mean but you know just because he's my favorite and all uh, yeah he, he you're, can you're kind of biased you're kind of biased well, I mean I can't help it I mean he he he, he put some of that greatness onto me and I've walked around with a whole new confidence, and I mean, all we know, he may have rubbed a little on to, to the Aztec warrior himself. Well, Mister Ninety Nine Percent, I do have to ask. Uh, you said that you guys have certified everything as far as the golden ticket. Uh, El Ray was at the ASWF offices last week, uh, signing all the paperwork to make it official. Uh, did he give any indication on what title he was uh, keeping his eye on? He did not. Um, my time with him was very brief. I think I irritated him a little bit because I was trying to convince him to show more of his uh, influence over at the snack bar because I really think we could use some tacos and cheese dip over there. That's terrible, Mr. 99%. Uh, that. that. I mean, I kind of got to agree, you know, tacos and and some good authentic Mexican at the snack bar could could uh, bring in some, some excess revenue that we need. But uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I am unbiased, and I, hey, you know, he was, he was one of my, I, I wouldn't say picks, or the last person, one of the people I didn't want to win, but he was definitely the one that uh, 
Once he his hand was raised, that was definitely the one that my jaw just hit the floor. Absolutely. I mean, very lots of shocking moments this uh, at Halloween Resurrection. But quickly, we've got about ten minutes left in the broadcast. Mister Ninety Nine Percent, can you let us in for this Saturday night? In the Valiant Arena at 201 Highway 367 North, I want you to close this out. Let us know what the fans can expect, not only from you, but the ASWF this Saturday night and for the rest of November. Well, I mean, obviously it's going to be a November to remember. If you've been following the ASWF page, we've announced show dates. We finalized show dates with the Arkansas uh, Athletic Commission. I actually was at the Athletic Commission this morning. Uh, speaking with uh, one of their representatives, finalizing some show stuff. But uh, we've got, uh, obviously, this Saturday, then we'll be back November, what is it, November 17th. And then we will come back December 1st, and we'll have our big Christmas show on December 15th. All those dates are finalized and ready to go. Uh, Don't have any particulars as to what I can tell you uh, is going to happen uh, as far as the fallout from November the 3rd, other than the fact that the fans can expect uh, to see uh, the competitors that will see 99% flexing the dominance as they did on Halloween Resurrection. Um, you know, I would love to say that they're going to get to see uh, the suicide team give a farewell speech, but that's not going to happen either. Because the ASWF just loves their little darlings. I don't know what's going to happen in the, the Mark Wolf saga uh, with Stevo. Um, um, I'm kind of hoping that we get Stevo from Jackass, but we'll have to deal with the Stevo that's the champion. Um, but anyway, um, and then of course, who knows? What what is El Ray going to do? Is El Ray going to uh, cash in? And, and one of the champion's most vulnerable points in time, should they be in trouble? Is he going to cash it in? And and then again, do, you know, is there going to be some? Is is, is Curtis Don going to arise out of the casket per se and come back for the Evolution title that was almost his? And then of course, the greatest gym known to man, Max Stone. Um, there's no telling what he's capable of doing, uh, and who's who could step up? I mean, obviously, it's it's so wide open in the ASWF. And, you know, little Birdie has told me that some uh, openings have been made in the last couple of days. Uh, so if you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for some wrestling action, come on down to the Valiant Arena this Saturday night. 7 o'clock is uh, when we start. Uh, I believe they open the doors. Uh, that they they let the lid off the trash can for the trash to come back in at around 5:30, and um, so who, who knows? Uh, it, it's one of those things where you know anything and everything can happen, and to expect the unexpected inside the ASWF. Well, we have learned to expect the unexpected, especially Mister 99% since you've taken over. But you know, you're absolutely right. Everybody, come on out. 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. The doors are going to open at 530. You want to make sure to be there when the doors open so you can get a good seat 
for all the action as like like Mr. 99% said and like the name of the show ASWF is going to have a November to remember if everything shapes up like it's looking I mean we've got the Mark Wolf situation going on obviously the Suicide King no punishment will uh, occur for what happened with uh, Mr. 99% but Ladies and gentlemen, for my co-host, Cody, for Mr. 99%, the co-commissioner, I'm the voice of the ASWF, Michael Carnahan, signing off. We'll see you Saturday night at the Valiant Arena. See y'all then. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.